This segment is brought to you by Matt Bates for Movement Mortgage, NMLS number 844154. Movement Mortgage supports equal housing opportunity, NMLS number 39179, nmlsconsumeraccess.org. You're locked into the Despirito Team Real Estate Show with host Emilio Despirito on News Radio 920 and 1047 FM. We're talking with industry leaders about real estate trends, money making tips, and advice on buying and selling the American dream. Now, here's Emilio Despirito. Good morning. Thank you so much for joining us. Super thankful for being here with us today and uh, glad to be bringing these messages of real estate and uh, hopefully prosperity and everything else we get to bring to the table for you here on uh, News Radio 920, 104.7 FM and streaming on iHeartRadio, WHJJ. Hey, you can also find us, by the way, on Facebook. You can find all this relevant information in blog form in addition to video form. You can see our guests that come on here as well. And uh, it's just it's, it's just good content to have. So please like us on Facebook. You can Google uh, facebook.com uh, backslash Despirito team. So Matt Bates with Movement Mortgage uh, is here today with us. And, you know, Matt, he comes on the show frequently uh, because Matt just does a ton of business here in Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and his company does all 50 states here in the United States. And he knows he knows what's happening in the housing market. So Matt, welcome. Welcome back to the uh, the show, buddy. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, definitely um, learning something new every day, and I uh, love to uh, come up on the show to uh, to share share what we're learning out here. Absolutely, bud. So, you know, I get a lot of people. We get a lot of questions in regards to, oh my God, is the market at its highest? You know, is it this? Is it that? And I want to go over some information that comes directly from the uh, the chief. He's the chief economist for the National Association of Realtors. Now, this guy is a very smart guy, knows his stuff. His name is Lawrence Yoon, and he's been doing this for years. He studies the economy, all different parts of it, um, what drives uh, housing values, how long we can anticipate, anticipate these to go for. And he's been really on point, obviously, A, because he still has a job, and B, because this is what he does every single day. So, Matt, there's a growing number of people that are calling this housing market a bubble, okay? Now, Lawrence Yoon, the National Association of Realtors Chief Economist, says, quoted, it's not a bubble, it's simply a lack of supply. Now, your feet are on the ground, my feet are on the ground. I'd love to hear your take on this, and do you agree with, with uh, our, chief, uh, our chief economist at, at National Association of Realtors, or do you have a differing opinion and why? Uh, I, uh, well, normally before COVID, the, a very regular detail that, uh, I went over with a lot of potential homeowners and whether they're considering to buy a house or not is that values appreciate over time, you know, every year you can, you know, you're going to have an appreciation, um, for the value with COVID, it just really increased what a normal appreciation is for houses because people, um, you know, the supply is really low. People don't want, you know, herds of, of buyers come into their house. Um, they're, they're, they're nesting right now to make sure that they stay safe and clean and virus free and they're not spreading the virus. And, you know, that's all really good stuff. So, you know, naturally there's a large part of what the potential sellers that are would be selling right now are holding off until maybe they're vaccinated or maybe 
you know, the virus dies down or maybe the government starts to open up a little bit, you know, they're not taking any risks of selling a house and buying another house. And, and because of that, the supply is really low. So, but, you know, appreciation is natural. You know, I, you know, you talk to, you know, anybody that bought a house 30 years ago, and then you ask them what's it worth now, it's almost double what they, you know, what they bought it for. Um, so appreciation is going to go up and housing values are going to go up. And there's factors that are going to really dramatically increase that and then slow it down. But um, the, the bubble that people refer back to was mortgage companies writing really, really bad loans. Like they were giving top dollar to people that had no business borrowing top dollar properties. And when money, access to money and access to mortgage loans was so available that anybody could buy it, that means anybody was like, all right, I'll just borrow 600. No, I'll borrow 700. No, I'll borrow 800. And it just went crazy. You today's day and age, and what we learned from that housing bubble is that you can only borrow that money if you satisfy the ability to repay. It's a it's a it's a it's a guideline. It's a rule in our mortgage book, and we we strategically and 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 make it a point to dive into the finances of every single customer so that we can establish their ability to repay according to safe safe lending guidelines. So, um, you know, honestly, because I follow all of that process on every single one of these loans, you know, we're not seeing people that are borrowing too much money than they can afford. It, it, you know, Matt, you're hundred percent correct. It's a whole, it's a whole different market, whole different time, different government standards, right? You guys have different rules in place now. It's very strict. And we know that when a buyer is pre-qualified for a mortgage, they can afford it. And Back in the day in 2005, they had the, uh, the, the no income doc loans. And I, we still see these sometimes here and there, right? And it's mainly- yeah, I see advertisements for them, but I, I don't go any further into it because I usually a scam something silly. I, don't, I mean, I, I hear you. It sounds kind of scammy, especially with what happened, but it's a very small percentage of the market. And uh, from what I understand, you have to put a substantial down payment down. So, I mean, the market would have to slide like, you know, 25, 30% for them to, to the bank to take a hit on that um, and not be able to sell it recoup. But, you know, in addition to what you were saying, Matt, because you're 100% correct, is just the, the, the lack of, of people that have their homes on the market, the lack of supply. And you, you also touched upon how people were nervous when COVID hit. I watched the supply, the housing supply last year dip down. And I mean, I'm talking at some points, uh, right when the news of COVID hit, we saw hundreds of houses come right off the market. We are already in a very low inventory market. Let's, let's kind of take this back a little bit. What do we mean by when we say, obviously, a low inventory market? I want to get a little less technical here. It just means the supply of homes. So normally, in a balanced market, we have between five and six months of a supply of homes. And basically, what that means is, if there's nothing new that's listed for a home within those five or six months, that then there would be the, the, the uh, inventory would be exhausted. There be nothing else for buyers to purchase, right? In Rhode Island right now, we are half of a month. We're like 15 days supply. You know, you could stretch it conservatively, say about 25, 30, but literally if there was nothing else listed. In the next, we would run out in two weeks. 
Yeah, yeah, we would run out and roughly, roughly, do there be some stragglers, some stuff maybe that need a little bit of work? And one other point I want to make here is that there's three and a half times as many pending single family homes as there are active homes. That's how fast the market is moving. You know, if there's anyone that can benefit very largely from this situation of uh, selling a home and purchasing a home or selling a home, it's somebody who is, um, you know, either relocating or somebody who is downsizing or somebody who is getting a great interest rate, which is almost everybody and potentially upsizing because check it out, right? Well, the market's up, you're going to be paying more, but you're also making more. When the market's down, you're going to be paying less, but you're making less. A lot of it is a wash, Matt. Right. A lot of it is a wash. Yeah, I see that. I see that. Um, you know, uh, there are conversations about, um, you know, inflation a little bit with, um, you know, the government pumping out whatever the stimulus package was, what, uh, 1.5, 1.9 billion or whatever. I'm not sure the exact number, but, you know, they're printing all this money and they're infusing it into our economy and uh, they're not fully opening up all goods and services and, and, and letting people, you know, make money um, that this money has all been pumped in to be able to do. So, you know, the, 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 we really need to, as a, as a society, flip this switch to get back to uh, normal days in life and, and, and vacation and tourism and, you know, opening up the country to um, having people come to see us and, you know, letting us spend the money that you just infused into our, into our system. But if yeah. you keep us all at home and at bay um, and, and in the hopes to, to uh, avoid a virus that really is relentless no matter what you do, you know, um, it seems like uh, wear a mask, don't wear a mask, you're going to get, you know, you're, you're going to get exposed to a virus. You know, I had COVID and um, I'm a pretty clean person and, um, you know, use hand sanitizer and wear my mask and uh, I got COVID. Like, so how, how, there's no real... You know, I don't think that if you're going to get it, you're going to get it. And you just need to be conscious of how to take care of yourself so you can combat a virus, you know. Um, but the, at the flip side, it's, you have to you have to get back to life, you know, um, or else it's going to get worse. You know, the virus, the, 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 the solution can't be worse than the virus. And if you, you lock us down, then our lives are going to be completely different in the next you know, 10, 20, 30 years, all because of the actions we've taken today. So never, never mind 10, 20, 30 years, even though, yeah, you're right. But the effects are actually happening sooner than later. I mean, you're going to see if, if you look at the cost of wood, if you look at the cost of materials, if you go in and look at a damn lawnmower in Home Depot, they're five plus hundred dollars. Guy, I had a realization, Matt, I had a realization the other day. I walked into Home Depot. I'm like, what happened? The prices on everything are skyrocketing. Cost of gas, okay? Cost of uh, wood, cost of raw materials. All of this stuff is skyrocketing, Matt, because of inflation. And all of this money that they're pumping into the economy is not, look, I'm not an economist, but when I see Bitcoin going through the roof and I see the American dollar being worth less, 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 that's not a good track 
That's not that's that's not a good track. So with all of that said, though, with inflation, home prices, inflation, lack of inventory, low mortgage rates, home prices are not likely to go down. They're no. just not, no, they're not. You don't have to be a brain surgeon to realize that. And there, there might be a slight, you know, a slight one if, if, if mortgage rates go up because people won't be able to qualify for as much. Yeah. You know, there might be a slight, but if you, if you look at interest rate stock market, um, it, it's a, it's an up and down, down scale. I mean, it's part of, it's part of being a responsible homeowner to understand that and uh, rates go up, they go down, prices go up, they go down. You know, you're not buying something, you know, for the people that are buying and flipping, okay, they need to be conscious of the daily increase and in changes in price. But, you know, most people when they're buying their home, you know, are going to be there for a longer term. You will see a couple of couple of changes um, over, over time, um, which is most important is why you don't put yourself in a really risky loan to yeah. start. You know, I, uh, I have these full conversations with clients about their options. You have the 100% financing, uh, first-time home buyer loan, you have to be in the house for five years. You're borrowing uh, a, a second loan to, to satisfy your down payment so you can take out the, the first loan. Um, you know, you're really ex extending yourself fully here and exposing yourself to a market dip, uh, that, that's, not, that's not great. So, um, you know, be careful about it and, and really understand what it means to when you pick a certain loan product over the other and how it's going to help, you know, play into your long term game um, that you're, you're playing here with, with the market. So, you know, there's a lot to, to talk about. And, and, you know, as we say, please call us. Um, let us know if you have any questions. If you uh, agree or disagree with us, we'd love to uh, love to hear all opinions. You know, give us a shout out. Yeah, I mean, learn learn how our clients are winning in this historic market. It's, you know, we've got a method, we've got a formula, we can put it into place for you. If you're looking for a home, we're going to find you one, and we're going to make sure that you're not going to overpay and get hit with uh, with some of these these crazy contingencies that that people are doing. You know, just make smart decisions, and we'll guide you through it. RIMortgageGuide.com. Go ahead, check it out, rimortgageguide.com. And uh, Matt Bates will be able to help you out. Get your pre-approval through Matt Bates with Movement Mortgage. Hey, I'm Emilio Despirito. This is the Despirito Team Real Estate Show by Angle Volkers. And we're going to be back in two minutes with Peter George, public speaking coach. And uh, one quick thank you over to Matt Bates, by the way, with Movement Mortgage for being here and giving us this great content. Stay tuned. We're going to be right back here on News Radio 920, 104.7 FM, streaming iHeartRadio WHJJ. Now back to the Despirito Team Real Estate Show on News Radio 920 and 1047 FM. Also available as a podcast on iHeartRadio. Hey, thanks for joining us. I'm Emilio Despirito, and this is your show all about real estate, business advice, sometimes even life advice with uh, with the right people that come on and can give that. So. I'd like to introduce you to uh, Peter George, public speaking coach. And by the way, if you're interested in his content and learning more to help you personally and professionally, you can go to PeterGeorgePublicSpeaking.com. Let him know you heard him here on the Spirit of Team Real Estate Show. Peter, welcome to the uh, program. Pleasure to be here, Amelia. Always nice having you, sir. Introverts and public speaking. I love having you on. I never know who we're going to be able to help with this. It's, it's, we always get good feedback from your segments. Appreciate you being here. 
introverts make some of the best public speakers. It's as simple as that. And maybe that's a little bit of an exaggeration saying they make the best, but let's just say they make excellent yeah. public speakers. They really do. And, you know, people think that only extroverts are good speakers because because they have the gift of gab, they have the guts to stand up in front of people, they have a ton of energy when they're up in front of people. And some of this is true, but it also undermines their effectiveness, the extroverts, because they buy into this and they rely on it, often winging things, which we all know is very seldom effective. It's usually very ineffective. And it's so unfortunate that both introverts and extroverts actually do buy into that belief because introverts then say, oh, you know what? I'm not good at this, so I'm not even going to try. And take it from me, I'm a proud card-carrying introvert. <laughs> and I'm not only introverted, I'm also very shy, which yep. a lot of people don't believe either one of those two things. But I'm both. I grew up that way. I am that way what people see as a public speaker or a public speaking coach, that's my job. I'm probably an extrovert when in, in that situation, but I'm an introvert at heart. Always have been, always will be. So I know what I'm talking about. And here's what happens. Introverts, when they buy into that, say, okay, I'm not going to be good at this. So I'm going to elect, uh, let it affect my life. I'm going to let it affect my career. Yeah. I'm just not made to excel in that. But other introverts do this. They know that if they can systematize it, they can work through being introverted. Mm -hmm. They can make it happen and get the results they're looking for. And that makes a difference. Huge difference. So for those introverts who are listening, don't believe it. Don't think that you can't do what extroverts can do. You can probably do it as well, if not better than most of the extroverts can. Agreed. Watch TED Talks. I guarantee you half those people on there, those brilliant minds are introverts. Those are the type A lot of people, people are. Right? They lock themselves away and study those, those topics, those subjects. Steve Jobs, probably the greatest business presenter of our generation, Amazing. Was an introvert. Yep. Yep. I think Jeff Bezos is kind of, he's kind of a weirdo. He's kind of an introvert. Probably is. You watch his videos. He's a weirdo. <laughs> I don't care if he's watching or listening. He's, he's, he's different. Like, hey, yeah. if he's watching this and listening, cool. <laughs> I respect him. I respect him, but he's a weirdo. Yeah. And not that introverts are weirdos. Don't get me wrong. Because <laughs> my, <laughs> my business partner Joe Fazio is an introvert. He's brilliant and he and he delivers. And he's Oprah one of the, Winfrey will tell you she's an introvert. Wow, Oprah. Yep. Oh my God. There's a difference between stage presence and being an introvert. An introvert is how we how we recharge our batteries. So do you go home and watch television or sit quietly on the sofa with your significant other or just play with the dog or are you? read a book. If that's how you recharge your batteries, you're an introvert. If you go, you recharge your batteries by being with other people and interacting, you're probably an extrovert. Mm -hmm. Now, my wife and I have had season tickets to the Providence Bruins for about 15 years now. Mm -hmm. And we love hockey. 
and we sit in the same seats with the same people around us every single game. And wow. at every single game for 15 years, I say to myself, why do all these people have to be here? <laughs> Not there to be in a crowd. I wish I could sit and watch the game pretty much by myself. Extreme introvert. But I know I can prepare. I know I can focus on the audience as opposed to me, which takes a lot of the onus off me if I know I'm there to serve my audience, my listeners. Mm -hmm. And that's what we as introverts can do. Getting off the subject a little bit, but talking about introverts, I'm appalled when people say, oh, you're an introvert. They say this to a child. We are going to break you of that. We are going to make you into an extrovert. One, it can't happen. And two, it's the wrong thing to do. Look what they're doing in a lot of schools now. Now I'm preaching. Look what they're doing in a lot of schools now where they're putting these communities tables together for the kids to work as a group. And then they're telling introverts, you have to sit there with those people and work with all those people. Mm -hmm. That's not what they want to do. Not who they are. That's not how they learn. That's not how they process. Mm -hmm. So for those of us who are intro introverts, we have an incredible gift. And for those listening, you have an incredible gift that'll serve you well. You just have to let it. Love it. Love it. Absolutely true. Peter George, publicspeaking.com. Check him out. He's a fantastic coach, works with folks in, in a variety of uh, areas and professions and even with personal stuff. And uh, he's, uh, he's got quite the story. He's even overcome a personal struggle, which I loved your story, Peter. And and it just surprises me. It shocks me that you're an introvert because I know how genuine and how uh, polished of a person you are and you're really great at what you do. I appreciate you coming on here. Again, I, I strongly urge you to check out PeterGeorgePublicSpeaking.com uh, and uh, give this guy a shout if he can be of any help. Peter, thanks so much for being here with us. Glad to be here, Emilio. Thanks so much. Uh, you're welcome. Thank you. All right. Awesome. Stay tuned. We're going to be right back here on the Desperado Team Real Estate Show, powered by Engel and Volkers. We've got a special guest. We've got Albert Haderai with the Haderai Group. He's over at HomeSmart Professionals, and uh, we're going to be talking about what is causing this inventory crisis. We're going to get down to the bottom of it. Stay tuned. We'll be right back here with some more housing market news on the Desperado Team Real Estate Show. Now back to the Despirito Team Real Estate Show on News Radio 920 and 1047 FM. Also available as a podcast on iHeartRadio. All right. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Emilio Despirito. The show is powered by Engel and Falkers. We're happy to be here with you. And you can check out all this content, video, and blog in addition to uh, audio on facebook.com backslash Despirito Team. Make sure to give that a like and follow us for some great uh, housing market advice and tips. So on the line with us, we've got a good friend of mine. He's a fantastic superstar agent and team leader here in the Rhode Island and Massachusetts markets. His name is Albert Haderai and uh, runs the Haderai Group. And he is over at HomeSmart Professionals. He's with our friends over there at HomeSmart. Albert, welcome to our program. Emilio, thank you for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, so Albert, look, the reason why I asked you on the show is because you are doing a good chunk of business in the Rhode Island and Massachusetts markets. Um, you're an expert in the field. You know your stuff. And I wanted to get a gauge because we have listeners from all over the place, all over the country, all over the world on our podcast. And 
first off, what I want to I want to ask you, what specific markets are you covering? And then I've got some 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 questions about those markets. Yes, of course. Um, so, as you know, Rhode Island is a small state, but our main main focus is the Bristol County. Uh, yeah. That's focus so we cover the whole Bristol County and Rhode Island and then southern Massachusetts which are you know a couple of towns over there Seekonk, Rehoboth, uh, Somerset, Swansea, uh, Dighton, North Dighton we'll also cover those towns. Fantastic okay let me ask you something so we you know our listeners um, pretty well educated in, in what's happening in the real estate market we might have some people that tune on that are new to the show we appreciate you being here um, what are you seeing the key differences you're seeing between the southeastern Massachusetts market and the Bristol uh, Rhode Island uh, area markets? Yeah, that's a that's a really good question. And uh, if you go back to if you look at the markets, you know, starting at 2019, right? If you go look at at, at those times, we've had this inventory issue issue in the Bristol County for during that time. Uh, yep. Now, the main difference I would say that you see in the southern Massachusetts of the Bristol County versus Bristol County and Rhode Island is obviously the average price point, right? So, uh, so that's the main difference. But if you look in at last year and this year, uh, the, another very important thing that has, that has happened is. Um, uh, the, uh, the average price point increased by percentage, right? Everywhere in the country, obviously houses are uh, increasing, the average price point is increasing. But if you look in Bristol County and some certain towns there, I mean, there's increases there uh, over 20%, 30% year over year. Like Rhode said, Island, Bristol yeah. County, Rhode Okay. Bristol County, Rhode Island, yeah. So you have, uh, if you look at, for example, East Providence, uh, Bristol, uh, Warren, there's properties are increasing by 25, 35, and 40% uh, year over year on the average sales point, right? So it's all of a sudden people realized how, how beautiful it is down there in Bristol and Warren. So really everybody wants to move down there. And, uh, you know, obviously the lack of inventory has caused that issue. And now prices are just keep going up and up, right? Yep. Yeah. A lot of people are coming. We're noticing a lot of people are coming from Rehoboth. Seacomb, some of those areas, they want to be closer towards the water. They, want, um, you know, they 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 want to kind of get closer to uh to more home for less dollars. So that's I think what drove up those prices here. I can tell you, I've, I've got clients, Albert, that are looking for uh, properties in those areas in in Warren, Bristol, and Little Compton, Tiverton, Barrington, all those areas. And they're getting outbid by a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars waived inspections. Um, it's just, it's just part of it. We will find them something. We always do. But I believe that that Massachusetts market has been a feeder. However, let me ask you something. Are you noticing that a lot of the people kind of squeezed into these, um, like, uh, like, like Providence, uh, some other areas are now looking to Seekonk. Titan. You notice that people are kind of switching over there too for more land. Yes. Systems for all that. Yes, definitely. Uh, they, it's a it's a big transition that happens. Uh, if you look, for example, if you look at Providence, uh, East Providence, uh, Warwick, Cranston, most areas, most neighborhoods in the, the in these towns are first the second home buyers. Mm -hmm. uh, there, and then people who are trying to buy their home for the next ten or twenty years. They usually are looking for towns like you know like Seekonk, uh, Rehoboth, Swansea, Somerset for a couple of reasons, right? One, uh, 
school systems are really, really good in those towns. Yeah. So if you were to compare the school systems with the school system in, in Seekonk and in Swansea versus the really good school systems in Rhode Island, like Barrington or East Greenwich, uh, now I don't know exactly where they are, but they would be competing. They're, they're up there. But the difference is uh, what you would be paying in taxes for in the exchange for uh, for the school system in Barrington or East Greenwich is way higher. So, for example, if you buy a property that is, let's say, uh, $500,000 in East Greenwich, I mean, your taxes are and you cover more of that area. So your, your taxes are probably somewhere between uh, nine and $13,000 or even higher. Yes. Yes. If you buy something in Seekonk or Somerset or even Rehoboth, your taxes are between six and eight thousand yep. dollars. So, so that's that's making a huge, huge difference. That's a, that's a solid point, Albert. So the, so the thing is, is, you know, while some people are, are, are flooding Rhode Island from Massachusetts, and, and they still somewhat are in some areas, vice versa, what they're looking at is their monthly payments uh, over the course of a 30-year fixed mortgage. And a big chunk of that monthly payment, while the mortgage stays fixed, your escrow, which is your taxes and insurance and all that stuff, really changes. Um, insurance rates, too, in Rhode Island seem to be a little bit higher depending on where you are. And never mind if you're in a flood prone area. If you have a mortgage, um, you know, your mortgage is requiring you to have flood insurance. And there's some homes uh, that can cost you anywhere from $1,500, $1,000, all the way up to $20,000, $60,000 just to be on the water per year. Um, so there's a lot of different variables and expenses. And that's one of the reasons why I really enjoy talking with you about the different you're licensed in these different areas you do a good chunk of the business there um and, and and as do we so it's like it's a good balance to have and i think it's really good albert when you're working with buyers or people buying and selling to open up their, their eyes to these different markets and these different opportunities because realistically massachusetts connecticut and rhode island is literally the size of some counties in texas that's a, that's a really good point. And I wanted to add there when you said of people who are flooding the, the Rhode Island market um, and they're coming from Massachusetts. And when we say Massachusetts, uh, we're not thinking Bristol County, not Southern Massachusetts. Really what we're seeing more is uh, literally every month we have two or three new buyers coming from Boston uh, to Rhode Island. It's like it's consistent now. And what all I can tell you is the main reason they're coming here is because uh, they like they, they like the feel. It's a great state uh, and they love Providence and it, it's close to it's close to Boston. We are working with a buyer right now. Uh, they're selling their condo. It's, it's about 900 square feet in Boston. They're going to sell it for 580 at least. Yep. And they're buying a, a 2000 square foot home in North Providence for um, close to $300,000. So to them, it feels like they just hit the lottery, right? Yep. But well, that's kind of that difference. That's the flood of the buyers that we see, right? And then that buyer is going to stay in that house for a couple of years. And then that buyer is going to go from there and they're going to look at their probably forever home. And now they're going to look at Seekonk, Barrington, East Greenwich, depending on where uh, they want to kind of settle for, for the long term uh, for the schools and all that stuff. Absolutely. So Albert, where do you see things going over the next, let's say, over the next couple of years? two years where where do you see this the, this market going yeah so i've been probably answering the this questions this question probably once or twice a day to our buyers yeah likewise 
Yeah, so it's like different kinds of bias, right? There's some bias who realize and they kind of do their own research and they understand, hey, uh, prices are high, but this is not a, a result of, uh, you know, uh, irresponsible lending or things like that, things that happened in 06 and 07. So like they understand I need to buy my house now because if I wait six months, I probably am going to pay, uh, I'm probably going to pay 10% more than I'm paying right now. Mm -hmm. And I, we don't see this crashing, right? So what I tell most buyers, I'm like, if you have to buy a house in the next year and a half or so, I would, I would tell you do it right now. Yeah. Why I'm saying that is because um, prices are only going to continue to go up. There's no indication that this stops, especially with all of the, um, you know, all of the, the ben buyer benefits that are out there. Like now they're talking about giving buyers $25,000 as a down payment assistance, right? Uh, so it's like a bill and it, it, it's not approved yet, but like things like that are only going to contribute to these in, to these ridiculous, uh, you know, high prices that we, we see on the market. And uh, the high prices are being caused because there's no inventory. There's enough buyers out there and there's no inventory. So it's this it, it's impossible for this to crash. And a lot of people I feel are waiting for that. And I think what happens is uh, they're going to wait for this for another year and a half, two years, three years. And they're going to realize, oh, my God, I can't put my life on hold. So I'm going to have to buy now three years later. I could have bought now. Uh, yeah. And the difference is going to be a 10, 15 percent difference that they could have saved. That's yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I don't disagree, if, if not more, you know, so. Um, one of the things that, that I see happening, and I was talking about it with Matt Bates on an earlier segment, is the uh, inflation, Albert. So, you know, when, the, when we're pumping so much money into the market, right, and this money isn't backed by anything, the dollar is only going to weaken, which means prices are going to go up with everything. When we look at the cost of building materials, when we look at the lack of qualified labor that's out there, how low the mortgage rates are and how cheap money is spent, in addition to the cost of everything rising, it's only going to increase the amount uh, and the lack of inventory. It's only going to increase the amount that you're going to pay for that same exact home. So I, 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 I do agree with you. I think that this work is going to continue to rise. There's a couple other very factors here too that should know and that's when you look at the major populations the major demographics who are buying homes right now one of which would be the millennials they're purchasing you know the first and even second homes right now and some of them that have made it bigger purchasing um, the secondary homes so vacation homes okay we're already seeing this um, they're they're called the Henry's the high earners not yet rich right and uh, not rich yet and Anyways, they're doing super well, Albert. And the population is growing, if you look at it, almost like a staircase over the next couple of years with the amount of millennials that are able to actually purchase homes. So you've got that going on. You have the baby boomers who are either relocating or downsizing. You have a massive shift of populations and a ton of people also coming into the country and a shortage of properties on this market. So with all that said, you know, I want to also say one other thing, and I'm curious in your take with this, but the people who are panicking about selling and buying right now, step back, take a breath, talk with an advisor who knows what they're doing. Okay. Because we're not going to fail you. We're going to get you into that property. We're going to get you into the right house. We can find them. 
We've got more data, we've got more tools nowadays than ever before to help you locate that specific property. And we'll go ahead and uh, and get that done and make sure also, Albert, I'm sure you do this too. We put contingencies into place on purchase and sales agreements to allow the seller to find suitable housing. So don't buy into all that hype like, oh my God, I'm not gonna find a house. You will find a house. You just need the right guidance. And uh, you can take that massive amount of equity that you're getting and you can put it into another home, relocate, upsize, whatever it is you want to do, and you can make out very well. I, I, I agree with you 100%. And I definitely think people should do that if you are in a position. I mean, people have what on average people have about $70,000 in the country, like about $75,000 of equity in the country. Or is it higher? Uh, it's $197,000 on average in equity. Keep in mind that statistic came out last year. Uh, and I'm trying to recall where that statistic came from. Uh, if it was NerdWallet or uh, one of those websites. That, uh, so, but yeah, Albert, uh, I, I think maybe uh, what your statistic was, was the first time home buyers or buyers that purchased two years ago are, are already have that much or three years ago already have that much equity. It, it's it's insane. So, yeah, you know, it's it's the, the you can make the right moves out there, and you can do very well in this housing market. Whoever whoever you are, with the right guidance, good yep. stuff. Listen, if you have any questions for uh, for Albert uh, or for myself, you can feel free to to reach out 401-217-2333. That's our off air number. Or Albert, um, do you have a website or something where they can follow you on? Yeah, they can follow me on, uh, if, if you like, you can follow me on social media uh, at thehydroidgroup.com. That's our team. Uh, the Hydroid Group, that's just, uh, you know, our social media accounts and thehydroidgroup.com. That's our website. Uh, definitely check us out. Uh, yeah, if you have any questions, uh, reach out and we'll help out. Fantastic stuff. Good stuff. Albert, thank you so much for sharing your expertise with us. Keep crushing it out there. Appreciate you very much. And uh, to our listeners, listen, stay tuned. We're going to be right back here in two minutes on iHeartRadio's News Radio 920, 104.7 FM, streaming on 8WHJJ. Now back to the Dispirito Team Real Estate Show on News Radio 920 and 104.7 FM. Also available as a podcast on iHeartRadio. Today, I'm Emilio Desperado. This is the Desperado Team Real Estate Show, powered by Engel Invokers. And, of course, our show wouldn't be our show without the top five events happening here in Rhode Island, brought to you weekly by riblogger.com. Make sure you check it out and post your events free of charge on riblogger.com. Jennifer, welcome back to the show. Can't wait to hear about the events in the upcoming future here in Rhode Island. Great. Yes, I know. It's crazy. We're talking about May, which is really exciting. Mm -hmm. Friday, May 7th, um, opens up the Rapscaller Down Back season. Um, Ticket to the Bridge will be playing, and they have um, outdoor concerts out back. Tickets are $15 on Eventbrite. There's food for purchase and drinks for purchase, as well as outdoor games, a fire pit, and, of course, live music. Typically goes from, like, 8 to 11. So it's a great time. It's outside, so you can feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, Mother's Day is coming up May 9th. I can't believe it. So we have a few things to get you covered. 
Um, a Steve restaurant in Providence will be offering Mother's Day brunch May night from 10.30 to 3. It's Italian style. There'll be pork cheap, pork cheek carbonara, a short rib hash, lobster crepes, homemade sweet treats, boozy beverages, and much more. So if you're looking for a great place to go for brunch, you want to make your reservations early. Um, this is a great idea if you're still not quite ready to go out. Sunday, May 9th, the morning we'll be offering Mother's Day family-style takeout package from 12 to 9 p.m. And it's a specialty prepared Mother's Day dinner for four. It's $175. Flowers are included. It's oven-ready packaging. So this like sounds dreamy to me because you just have to bring it home and pop it in the oven. And there you go. So it's all set for you. Mm -hmm. um, Saturday, May 8th. So if you are a last-minute gift buyer, which I am one of those. Um, the Sandy Wood Center for the Arts will be hosting a Mother's Day specialty market from 12 to 4 p.m. There'll be live music, flowers, artists, gifts, uh, makers, designers, and artisan foods. So you could take mom or you can get such a gift there. May 1st to the 31st, uh, throughout various locations in Bristol County will be the Ticket to Dine restaurant event. So you can um, go to any of the local restaurants that are participating and you can enter in a raffle to win big. The first prize is $350 cash, and then there's a bunch of prizes after that. So basically what you do is you purchase your ticket, mm -hmm. and then every time you go to one of the restaurants, you get it validated by the wait staff. And then every time you go, you get um, a raffle ticket. So at the end, by June 4th, you hand it in, and then every place you've gone to dine is a chance to win. And also with your ticket, you get um, free savings at each restaurant that's participating. So incentive to go out and the possibility to win something great. So there'll be a Mother's Day post going out too. So there's a lot more going on on Mother's Day. I just picked a few to remind everybody that it's up and coming. So you might want to have it on your radar and outdoor venues are opening up, live music outside. So there's so much going on in May um, and beyond. So it's exciting. The, uh, the Mesquamacate outdoor movies are starting up again, all sorts of stuff. So lots, lots to keep your eyes open for. There's so much going on on rapblogger.com. It's a really amazing website fantastic events website make sure you link up with them on social media and uh and check them out jennifer thank you so much for being here with us and i'm sure i'll speak with you before then but if for not for some reason i hope you have an amazing mother's day thank you thank you thank you so much have a great week you're very welcome you too thank you awesome show today i'd like to thank jack our producer for making sure that this show happens and sounds great every single week um, Matt Bates with Movement Mortgage. Check them out at rimortgageguy.com. Get your mortgage pre-approval. Albert Haderai of the Haderai Group. Appreciate him coming on, talking about the latest trends here in the Rhode Island and Massachusetts markets. Peter George, public speaking coach at petergeorgepublicspeaking.com. Jennifer Jaber with riblogger.com. Fantastic place to go. Find out all the best events that are happening. And uh, everybody over at the Despirito team, at Engel and Volkers. And if I can be of any assistance to you, please save my number in your phone. You call me anytime you need. 401-217-2333. Happy to answer all of your real estate questions. Again, 401-217-2333. Thank you so much. And thank you to all of our listeners. God bless you and enjoy your wonderful week.